Hello and welcome. Good morning. Welcome to the morning show. Good morning. Welcome to the morning show. Good morning. Hope you had a good night's sleep. A good Monday. Hope you're ready for a Tuesday. This is the morning show presented by Road Soda. And your host, moi, Isaiah Cooper. And this is the seventh episode in a row. Every Monday through Friday, you can crack yourself a road soda morning show. Wake up, have a little entertainment, have a little coffee, you know, maybe a little breakfast. What kind of breakfast do you eat? Maybe some oatmeal, some cereal. Maybe you don't eat breakfast. You're one of those kind of yakos. Breakfast for me is my favorite meal. I am just daydreaming now about breakfast. I'll tell you my favorite breakfast. Eggs. Over easy. Sausage and bacon. Rye toast. And maybe one pancake. What you do, you pop those egg yolks. Spritz a little ketchup in there. Sriracha if you got it. But if not, hey, you're still in business, baby. Mix it up with that little oak. With that juice, that egg juice, start dipping that rye bread in there. Ooh, baby. Just thinking about it. Nothing better than a greasy diner. Unless that diner serves Cafe Bustello as its coffee, and then you should burn it to the ground. (laughs) How? Speaking of Cafe Bushido, I actually Googled. There's a Cafe Bushido. Uh, Bushido is like some kind of Japanese warrior code thing but um there is a coffee called uh cafe bushido it's like a it's a pretty high-end coffee you can get i i'm willing to put everything i own which let's be honest isn't much on the fact that uh cafe bushido is way way better than cafe bustello um i'd like to google what bustello actually translates into english but um I'm just going to use my intuition and say, like, used porter potty taco water. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But speaking of um, that, we, we got a sponsor for you today. Uh, you know, the sponsors, they come and go. They never stay with us long. I don't know why. Uh, but our, our we got, do have a new sponsor, and I'm going to do that read now. Ready? <clears throat> Welcome to Illusions. The number one straights-only gay bar in all of Nevada. The first gay bar that isn't gay. Frequented by big names such as Daniel Craig, John Travolta, and Jimmy Fallon for its inclusive and free vibe, but with nothing gay, even a little. The perfect bar to get away from all the dick-swinging hetero shit but with nothing, even a little gay. Just a good time. Uh, shots on special this uh, shots on special this week are the anal pounder, the sword fight, and the walk-in closet. Get free admission this Saturday to see DJ uh, Straight Cuddle when using the code word Road Soda when reserving that spot. Illusions all. St- Straight gay bar. Come on, honey. We don't bite. 
Thank you, Illusions. Uh, it's a great, great bar. But uh, yeah, it's the it, it's it's the first all straight gay bar. So it's a gay bar, but no gays allowed. So thank God. Awesome. That's perfect. I've heard it's really, really cool. Uh, Daniel Craig goes there all the time. Nothing gay happens there. Just nothing, even a little homosexual, ever happens there. Just a bunch of, you know, guys having a good time, doing what they do. Go, go dancing. Whatever um, straight guys that prefer gay stuff do, but aren't gay. (laughs) It's Tuesday, October 19th, guys. What is up? I'll tell you what's up. What's up is that... um, Nice. What's up is that... We have some messages. I mean, last uh, episode, so just yesterday, I talked about that whole sort of Daniel Craig defiance, Belinsky brother or Bielski brothers and yada yada, um, and how my mother, you know, uh, saw this guy on the thing, saw this guy, the son of one of the Bielski brothers, just sitting on some porch somewhere, and she took a picture of him, and the guy came up to him, up to her, and was like, hey, I saw you taking a picture of me. And she's probably like, no, actually, I was just taking a picture of the porch. She's like, oh, sorry, because I thought you were taking a picture of me because I'm, like, super famous, you know. And she's like, oh, no, it was just a cute little just a cute little boat rental shop. And he's like, oh, yeah, but, uh, oh, wait, you mean you don't recognize me? I'm like, uh, you know, like, Defiance, Daniel Craig. Um, yeah, I've, I think I've heard of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm the son of one of the real guys in the that's portrayed in the movie so (laughs) surprised you didn't notice me (laughs) that's essentially how it went (laughs) that was last episode well of course mother has responded as she does i feel like this is becoming the only way i communicate with my mother (laughs) i feel like this is how i just talk to her from now now on um so (laughs) one of her her message uh, on the last episode was about Daniel Craig because that article again that came about came out about him going to um, gay bars instead of straight bars, and she said, uh, "You know, Daniel Craig looks gay, but he's not. But he's married. That's what she said." And I was like, "Geez, what what does a gay guy look like?" So that's where we're starting. And she said, uh, so this was, she messaged me this today. Quote, unquote, looks gay is when you see pics of him and he's doing duck lips in those pics, especially when he's shirtless. I think that's just how Daniel Craig's kind of looks. He's got that blue steel, you know, look with the the piercing eyes and the, the lips pursed kind of thing. But I guess uh, apparently in Barb's eyes, when his shirt's off, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, you look even more gay. <laughs> um, and then she said, uh, because in there, I was like, I-, I think he was probably trying to hit on you. Or he- I guess this guy was probably trying to hit on my mom. And she goes, yes, he may have been. He is 72 years old and said more than once that you are a very attractive lady to me. Mm-hmm. Looks like this guy's just trying to get in there. Uh, he also told me how he was—he uh, was an outlaw motorcycle gang member. He was in bad shape too. Yeah, this guy is just—I'm basically like the coolest dude you've ever seen. <clears throat> yeah, 
oh, yeah, you see that boat over there? No, no, it's not my boat, but uh, I used to drive one just like it. Crashed it. I was running away from the cops because I stole a bunch of gold from a bank. Um, Beat up everybody in the bank with just my left hand. You know. Hey, did I tell you that my dad was portrayed in a movie by Daniel Craig? (laughs) Yeah, what's up? (laughs) Only this guy's 70 and, like, falling apart. So he's, like, just trying to keep his head from staring at the ground because his his back is probably all atrophied and his bones are weak and brittle. So most of the time he's just kind of looking at the ground or, like, down his forehead and eyebrows at you. Still trying to convince you that he's super cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to be in a motorcycle gang. <laughs> I, I used to be in a, a motorcycle gang. Back then, we, we'd get in rumbles all the time. You know, out behind the five and dime with some bike chains. <laughs> right on. Uh, he also, yeah. And if you read anything about the Bielski brothers' story, one of them made it over here, and his brother that lived followed him over. So I I think there was like four brothers, so that means two of them lived. One of them ran away like a bitch, and the other one followed him after the other two died. Um, The first one, he started a trucking company in New York. As foreigners do, there's like three businesses that foreigners open. One is quick stops. Two is restaurant of their nationality or close to their nationality. Like, they'll be Korean or something, but be like, okay, it's Chinese food, whatever. Uh, Laundromats, trucking companies, for sure. So it's like, just, and especially in New York. Gosh, I can, you can throw a rat in New York, but you can't throw a rat in New York and not hit a Polish guy that owns a trucking company and is totally doing black market shit. (laughs) He is not obeying all of the laws. Maybe 70% of the laws that guy is obeying. Um, what else did she say? Uh, fought him over, started a trucking company. That's where this guy I met was born in New York. Ah, you're the big apple. You ever heard of it? Hey, did I tell you my dad is in that movie Defiance? Hey, my dad's Daniel Craig. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> uh, that was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. And then she did say this. Here we go. Now we're moving into something else. She says, that was pretty funny about Ozzy, stupid dog. Hey, I never said the name of the dog. I never said what dog it was. That's an assumption. You're assuming I was speaking about Ozzy. Um, but she's speaking in regards to the... Um, stupid line of jokes that I wrote out and read on the show yesterday. So on uh, the 18th there, she said, but yeah, it could be. He likes the attention afterwards. He's been trained like Pavlov's dog theory. Wow, Barb, you remember grade school psychology. (laughs) Pavlov's dog. Huh? Get it. (laughs) <laughs> ring a bell huh Pavlov's dog ring a bell <laughs> I'm so this is so stupid why am I doing this why do I do this guys uh, speaking of jokes I got some more jokes how about this how about this how about these jokes ready 
Deaf dogs don't need names. If I had a deaf dog, I would change its name every week. Steve, Gravy, maybe one week it'll be Hitler. The fuck's the difference? Uh, I find the judgmental look my dog gives me when I masturbate to be hypocritical. Because I see him lick his ween and shit in the neighbor's yard in broad daylight without batting eyelash. I look at... I don't judge him! The gall of this fucking dog. Um, sometimes the news gives more information instead of preventative information. Uh, for example, I saw a story during Christmas season where they told everyone not to put their big empty boxes, uh, like big empty TV boxes, out on the curb for garbage night because it will alert robbers to what you have inside the house. And I thought, shit, that's a good idea. Thanks, news. <laughs> Preventing some, you're helping some. Thanks, news. <laughs> uh, that's all the yokes I got right now, or for today. Maybe I'll have some tomorrow. Maybe I won't. What am I, your fucking clown? It's only Tuesday, dude. Just relax. We got three more days left in this week. You think you're freaking out? You think you woke up today going, oh my God, how am I going to do this four more fucking times? You think you did that today? Huh? Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I'm sorry. I think you can make it through. I think you... <laughs> JK, bitch. We all went through that. How are we going to do this day? I don't know. One step at a time without Cafe Boo shit shito. Cafe Boo Kaka. <laughs> that's how we're gonna do it I gotta do this fucking podcast three more times this week that's how I feel huh or you think I gotta go to work <laughs> I'm like I have to go to work and then I also have to come home and do a thing that I am 100% not obligated to anybody but myself to do so which means I'm gonna fucking do it cause I'm always letting myself down. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really letting it out today. I'm off my fucking rocker today, guys. I'm off my rocker today, but I hope you guys have some semblance, semblance of rocker today. Not like rock and roll, you know, a nice rocking chair outside the Cracker Barrel. Big cloth checkerboard with those big saucepan checkers. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to play on the floor? Does anybody buy those? Does anybody have one of those? Write into the show, roadsodamail at gmail.com. Let us know if you have ever bought the checkers set from Cracker Barrel. Or you can call into the show, 706-200-1213. Leave a message and, and say something like, hey, yeah, we went to Cracker Barrel once. We got that big cloth checkerboard. You know those rocking chairs are also for sale? I like to do that. I like to go into people's houses, and if I see, like, a rocking chair on their porch or something, I like to sit in, sit in it and go, ooh, this is nice. Is this a, is this a Cracker Barrel? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think anyone's ever bought one of those chairs. I don't think anyone knows they're for sale. Maybe I'm telling a, a myth. 
But I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt I'm telling a myth. Hey, guys, today is October 19th. And uh, you know what happened on October 19th in history on this day today, October 19th? Well, in 202 B.C., that was a long time to keep track. How do we know it's the same day? Okay. The Battle of Zama, Hannibal Barca, and Carthaginian army are defeated by Roman legions under Scipio Africanus, ending Second Punic War. I've heard some of those words before. I've always liked the Punic War because it is the most perverted sounding of all the wars. Rome. Huh. What a concept. And then let's see what else happened. Uh, In 1781, British forces under General Charles Cornwalls signed terms of surrender to George Washington. That's right. The fucking home team, baby. And Comte de Rochambeau, Rochambeau as I'm sure it's pronounced, at Yorktown at 2 p.m. ending the U.S. How do they know? Okay. How do you know it was 2 p.m.? What standard time unit were you using to know? Was it the, I don't know. I don't know. I know nothing of time. I know nothing of watches. Um... I hardly know how to read, folks. Uh, this is a, There are some large leaps in the events that occurred on October 19th. Large leaps. In fact, it went from 202 B.C. to 1781. So just nothing, nothing important happened between 202 B.C. to 1781. Mind you, a couple days ago on the uh, important events on this day was Ric Flair... I'm sorry, I think it was the Dustman, Dust, whatever the fuck his name, beat Ric Flair for the heavyweight title in WWE. Was one of the important... Just showing you... How, just, just to give you an example of how much fucking nothing happened between 202 BC to 1781. And then it goes to 1926. So we're leaping and bounding. Russian... Politburo throws out Leon Trotsky and his followers. Sounds like something Barb would know about. Uh, 1943, streptomycin, the first antibiotic remedy for tuberculosis, is isolated by research at Rutgers University. Fuck yeah, they got rid of the TB. The old scarlet fever, baby. (coughs) I'm dead. That old jam. You know how it goes. 1987, Black Monday. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember Black Monday? The stock markets around the world crash, including the Dow Jones stock index, which falls 508.32 points, 22%, four and a half times the previous daily record. I think we've beaten it since then. (laughs) Hey, we're still here, buddy. Check that out. Um, And then the last thing that's on here is 2015. So it was really only like five or six. Uh, 2015, U.S. scientists from University of California find evidence life on Earth may have begun 4.1 billion years ago. 300 million years earlier than previously thought. 
Wow. Fucking cool. <laughs> that changes everything! <laughs> uh, Lord have Marcy on my soul. Folks, call into the show, 706-200-1213. Leave a message. You'll be on tomorrow's episode, but it's the best we can do. I'm not... It's like I'm running some live radio show here, you know? It's the best I can do. Lay off my fucking back, okay? All right, let's do some news. Important stuff. It's the morning. You're about to leave your house. Maybe you just left your house. I need to warn you, give you the news, the important stuff happening out there in the world so you're ready, you're prepared, you don't bump into any surprises, all right? We need you to be ready. Man swinging hatchet used wheelchair to bulldoze into estranged wife's apartment, police say. It's probably the first and only time the police have ever said that sentence. Please, like, the police are like, I never thought I'd have to say all these words together in a sentence in this order. But it seems a guy with a hatchet used a wheelchair to bulldoze into his uh, estranged, estranged wife. So it's not his ex-wife. It just means they're split up or she left or who knows. You'd think they just say ex-wife. This comes to us from KSL.com. And that's that Utah shit. Salt Lake City. A Salt Lake man was arrested Saturday after police say he used his wheelchair as a bulldozer to break into his estranged wife's apartment while singling swing. Okay, so first of all, let's not call the wheelchair a bulldozer. Okay? You don't get that much oomph with a wheelchair, okay? I mean, you, you could... How, how much speed are you going to pick up rolling down the walkway to the front door? It's an apartment. What are you, in the hallway? You back up to the wall behind you? Whatever it is, that's... No, no, no. The guy would just happen to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> he was just sitting in it because that's his only means of transportation. He can't walk. So he was just sitting in it, and he was hatcheting into the door. He's not a bull he doesn't become a bulldozer. <laughs> Sunday, man transforms into bulldozer and tramples a strange wife's entire apartment. No, dude, he's just sitting in a wheelchair using a hatchet and breaking in the into the door because he's angry. But I guarantee without the hatchet he was nothing. There was there was nothing he could do to get. It's not like he's like the pick. Like how much you, he's not picking up speed in a wheelchair. I don't care how long he's been wheelchairing and how strong he is. It's not happening. All right. Juan Monguea, fifty six, was booked into Salt Lake City, or sorry, Salt Lake County Jail for an investigation of aggravated bulger, burglary, burglary and two counts of aggravated assault Saturday evening, Mongoya used a hatchet to try to gain entry into his estranged wife's apartment. Exactly. That's it. That's all he used. He w he didn't fucking transformers energize into a fucking bulldozer and blast it. No, he just scooted up to the door within reach of his arm. Parked. And then started swinging his hatchet. That's what happened. He's not a bulldozer. 
Why are you doing this to me? Um, used a hatchet at near 200 South and 200 East, according to police booking affidavit. When the homeowner opened the door to see what was happening, Magoya used his 400-pound battery-powered wheelchair as a bulldozer to force the door open and push his way into the apartment. Okay, now they want to tell me he's got a 400-pound battery on board. And he didn't, it didn't use it as a bulldozer. He just used it to force Why are we using this term bulldozer? Why are you making this guy sound like a superhero or like a supervillain? Like he's got special... The bulldozer! Nothing can stand in his way when he gets a bulldozing! (laughs) Why are we doing that? Just a crippled dude. Hey, guess what? If I sit in that wheelchair, I could do the same thing. Pretty crazy, right? He's like Iron Man. Just I just like identical to Iron Man. All right, enough of that article. I'm over it. I'm over it. Thank you, um, Salt Lake City and your news source. That's been great. Uh, next article comes to us from Reuters. And people, as always, you can absolutely go into the um, notes for this episode or the details, the description for this episode, and all the links to these News articles are there, so you can read them for yourself if you'd like. If you don't believe me, okay? If you don't believe me that this, the world is real, then look for yourself. It sounds like a line from a Disney movie or something. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, Reuters. China drafts law to punish parents for children's bad behavior. How about that? Huh? Say what you will about China. Say what you will about China. And that may be a lot you may say. You may say. But that is not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Really, it's not. I mean, if a it's it's um yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm like really lost in thought about it now, but that's the whole, I mean, I haven't read this. Obviously I look at the headline and I go, that'll work. And I just switch it over. So once I read it, you and I know the same. So let's dig in together. Uh, children leave a school in Sheko area in Shenzhen, Guangdong province, China, April 20th. That's the picture. I'm sorry. It's a picture. Uh, China's parliament, parliament, sorry. Guys, come on, it's, uh, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Okay. China's parliament will consider legislation to punish parents if their children, if their young children exhibit very bad behavior or commit crimes. Okay. So it's not just like your kid's annoying and you go arrest the parent, but your kid's like doing some shit, like stealing stuff or skipping school or whatever. And then you go to, you go to the parent and you're like, hey, fuck face. You are responsible at this point. This is your responsibility right now. Not the states. Um, in the draft of the Family Education Promotion Law, guardians will be reprimanded in order to go through family educate- education guidance programs if prosecutors find very bad or criminal behavior in children under their care. This is bad behavior, but you're lucky. 
This is not very bad behavior. So you will make it this time. There are many reasons for adolescents to misbehave, and the lack of or inappropriate family education is the major cause, said Zhang Tuwei. Maybe it's Taiwei. Zhang Taiwei, spokesman for the Legislative Affairs Commission under the National People's Congress, the NPC. You know, again, say what you will about China, but that's something I can I kind of like. That's something I kind of like. Because, like, especially you got, like, a shitty kid at school, all those poor teachers that have to, like, deal with the shitty kids at school. And and it's not the shitty kid's fault. You know, they, like, you beat the shitty kid. It's like when you shoot somebody if the cops ran up and arrested the gun. Like, get, get your ass over here, you're under arrest, motherfucker. And they look at you and you're like, are you okay? Did you do everything? Are you safe? No, man. You got to reprimand those fucking parents, bro. All right, this is the last article coming to you from AP News. Ready? Here we go. If Christy was with us or if Christy was listening, and right now she's not listening, and I know. You know why? Because she's in the other room making popcorn. She just turned on the popcorn maker. That excites me. I'm not mad or upset about it, but if, I'm happy she's not hearing this. If uh, she was here for this, she would not like this. More than 90 snakes found under Northern California home. Jesus. This was the home of Satan? Would I be correct? Or maybe one of his like first lieutenants, Beazelbob, perhaps? Am I correct? Please tell me who else's house would have 90 snakes found under it besides the fallen angel himself, St. Lucifer. <laughs> Jesus, San Francisco. Al Wolf is used to clearing one or two snakes from under houses. Okay, so I'm assuming Al Wolf is the snake ran- wrangler, the, the snangler from under houses but recently was called by a woman who said she had seen rattlesnakes scurry under her northern california house and was surprised to find more than 90 rattlesnakes getting ready to hibernate so this lady is like i saw a couple rattlesnakes (laughs) dude if you've got 90 rattlesnakes under your home the those are rattlesnakes. I don't know if you know what a rattlesnake does, but it rattles, and it's not quiet. It's it's a defense mechanism to uh, scare off things that might come close to the rattlesnake. So it's loud. It's it's not quiet. Okay, it's audible. That's what it's made for. If you got ninety of those under your house, it's gonna sound like ten fucking beehives swarming. Just like. Are you meaning to tell me she's is she, like, is she like just some 80 year old woman who's like, like the phone ring bring bring, and she goes to pick it up. And instead of talking on the phone, she's talking on a snake. She's like, hello, hello, bring bring. Why is it still ringing? Bring bring. Hello, stupid phone must be broken. Just chucks the snake on the floor. <laughs> Opens up the refrigerator to get her milk out for her coffee. It's just a snake. And she's just shaking it at the coffee. Uh, we're out of milk. Just 
heaves it in the trash with complete disregard. Foomp. <laughs> 90 fucking rattles. 90. 10 less than 100. He comes out from under there. He's like, uh, ma'am, I don't know how to put this, but um, <clears throat> uh, I do charge by the snake. <laughs> She's like, okay, so what do I owe you? How many snakes? Maybe like, what, two, three? Uh, well, uh, quite a bit more, ma'am. I'm sorry to say uh, you've got, well, well by golly, I'd, you've got just about one of the worst infestations of rattlesnakes I've seen shit my whole life. Uh, Wolf, director of Sonoma County Reptile Rescue. Oh, they're not rescuing them. They are turning those into cinder. At least I hope. Said he crawled under the house. Just, <laughs> just I'm going in. Um, you know, did you have to go all the way in, in to notice there was ninety of them? Like, did he have to get all the way in there? He couldn't just shine a flashlight or like send a send a cat in there. Do you have a cat you can, like, tie a rope around and send it in there? Do you have to go in there? Oh, well, only one way to do this job. I'm going to go in. Um, mountainside this is my favorite part. Going under the house with the 90 rattlesnakes. A rattlesnake um, said he crawled under the mountainside home and found a rattlesnake right away. Yeah, I bet he did. Then another. And another. Hmm, interesting. I think he might have done that 90 times. He got out from under the house, grabbed two buckets, put on long safety gloves. Yeah, that'll do it. They're swarming you, bro. You think some gloves? I think I'm going to need glo the gloves on this one. Yeah, no, the the glove, the ones up to the elbow? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> what about the ones that are coming from your, behind you, behind, over your head, from the rafters? Like, dude, they're every, they're surrounding you, bro. There's 90 of them. Nah, just need my gloves. Don't let the fellas know I put gloves on. They think I'm a pussy. <laughs> you better not tell nobody back at the shop that I put gloves on. Everyone's going to think I'm a pussy. I kept finding snakes for the next almost four hours. I thought, oh God. It was a worthwhile call. What do you think they sell them? You think they make money on them? We skin them, make tiny little coin purses out of them, and soup. Soup and coin purses, mostly. But I was happy to get it out because it's it's not nice. Oh, yeah, buddy? <laughs> I have an idea. Pump, um, I think you call it uh, gasoline under the house. You can just pump gasoline under the house. And a match, and I think you'd get a similar result. Uh, fucking Lucifer's wife. Lucifer's grandmother was living there. But the work paid off. Oh, my God. Yeah, who did it pay off for? He also found a dead cat and a dead boss. <laughs> I just want to. Hey, guys, how do you think they died? Just curious. What do you think they died of? You know, the cat and the possum. <laughs> All right. AP News, baby. Always, 
on point. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me this morning, Tuesday morning, October 19th. We'll see you tomorrow morning. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions, anything in the anything in the world, write into roadsodamail at gmail.com or you can call and leave a message on our answering machine. That is 706-200-1213. Leave a message and uh, that way we'll play it on the show. Maybe you can shout out to somebody, that, to somebody else, like a friend who probably doesn't even listen to the show. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you tomorrow.